I'd like to welcome you to Graceland Church Online. My name is Ryan Brown, and I have the privilege of serving as one of your pastors. And this morning, before we dive into our text, I would love for you to take a moment and bow with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, we give you great thanks for all that you do and for all that you are. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And we pray this morning, God, that you would enlighten the eyes of our hearts and draw us ever closer to Jesus. For it's in his name that we pray. Amen. I have a son. His name is Roman, and he is four years old. And Roman is... He has plenty of confidence. Not too long ago, he came up to me and he said, Hey, Dad, can you jump very high? I had to look down at him, and unfortunately, I had to tell him, Son, I cannot jump very high. And with all seriousness, he looked up at me and he said, That's okay, Dad. A couple of years ago, we took a trip to Florida, and it was the first time that Roman had ever been to the beach. And this confident little boy was completely frightened the first time he saw the ocean. He got up close and his eyes were transfixed. And the next thing you know, he was paralyzed. He was frightened. His confidence completely vanished. And all that he could see was the crashing water in front of him. He was afraid and he lacked confidence. Have you ever been afraid? Have you ever lacked confidence? Maybe right now you're fearful because of all that's happening in our economy. You're a small business owner, and you're just not sure that you could ever rebound. You have a 401K, and you've looked at it recently, and it's completely depleted, and now you don't know when, if ever, you're going to retire. Or maybe you've lost your job, and you're just not sure that you're going to be able to pay the rent or put food on the table next month. If not the economy, maybe you have lost confidence in our government. You see these two sides and they're fighting against each other and you just don't see any resolution in sight. With the election coming up, you don't have much confidence that things will be resolved. But maybe for you, you're fearful of someone in your life, maybe a family member, maybe a friend or a boss, and you lack confidence in them because they just can't seem to keep their promise. They say they have your best interest at heart, but yet they hurt you time and time again. And because of that, you have lacked, you lost confidence in them. And it's actually beginning uh, to, to see a loss of confidence in yourself. What is it that makes you fearful? What is it that causes you to lose confidence in your current situation? What is it that causes you to lose confidence in someone or something? In order to deal with these questions, I'd love for you to open up your Bible and turn to Psalm 27. If you don't have a Bible, you're welcome to uh, look at the apps, uh, the Graceland app that we have. You can follow along by clicking on the notes tab there. If you're watching this via our live feed, there's also a place for you to look at the notes. But like the majority of the Psalms, this one is written by King David. 
And I love this song because you have two different responses in a time of, of trouble, in a time of crisis. And I think that they are complementary responses that happen simultaneously in King David's life. You see, he both trusts in God, he has confidence in God, but then he also, he cries out to God and, and he says to God, oh God, how long? How long, O oh Lord, will this last? How long, O oh Lord, do I need to wait on you? And so we see this awesome tension between confidence and dependence. And this morning with the time that we have left, I'd like to walk verse by verse with you through the first six verses in this psalm and maybe offer some insights into how you can also have confidence in the Lord in the midst of crisis. So with that, let's read the first verse in Psalm 27. It says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom, of whom shall I be afraid? Now in this verse, I want, to, I want you to notice a couple of things. First of all, we see that David calls God three different things. He says that God is his light. He says, he says that God is his salvation. And he says that God is his stronghold. And we're going to see how this plays out in just a little bit. In verse 2, we'll see how God is his light. In verse 3, we'll see how God is his salvation. And then down in verse 5, we'll see how God is his stronghold. But I want you to notice something really important here in this verse. And it's that David uses a personal possessive, possessive adjective to describe God. Did you notice that? He says, God is my light. He says that God is my salvation. He says that he is the God, he is, his, he is my stronghold. He is the stronghold of my life. It's completely different for me to say that someone is, or this person is a wife versus she is my wife. Or uh, she is a daughter versus she is my daughter. You see, I believe that David is able to have confidence in God and from God because of his personal relationship with God. Think about that with me for just a moment. David is able to have confidence in God and he is receiving confidence from God because of his personal relationship with God. But in addition to seeing confidence and the fact that it comes from a relationship, we also see here that there is a price to receive confidence. There's a price. Notice with me that David says, whom shall I fear? Who, of whom shall I be afraid? And, and the price for confidence is your fear. The price for confidence is your fear. Now, it doesn't make sense at all. God is, is saying, though, to you, give me your confidence, or excuse me, give me your fear, and in turn, I will give you confidence. That's crazy, right? It doesn't make any sense. It's certainly not a fair trade, but this is how this is how grace works. God is willing to take on all of your fear, and in return, he's going to give you back confidence. Now, hear me on this. Confidence is not the absence of fear, but rather what you do with fear. Confidence isn't just the absence of fear, but really it's about how you respond with your fear. So here in this first verse, we see that David calls God his light, his salvation, and his stronghold and that we must give our fear over to God in order to receive confidence. But now I want to jump into verse 2 
and unpack for you the first of three ways in which we see David look to God for confidence. So read with me in Psalm 27, verse 2. It says this. When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. I love this because it shows us that God is light. You see, David is inevitably lost. He is walking around in darkness. There are evildoers all around him. Can you relate? Do you feel as though you are lost or maybe in darkness at this very moment? But what does David do? He takes that fear. He takes that feeling of isolation and he just gives that fear over to God. Once again, the price for confidence is your fear. So David, he cries out to God, and what does God give him? He illuminates the way for David. He lights up his path. Verse 2 tells us that his adversaries stumble and fall. So his adversaries will remain in darkness, but God will light up David's path. So this morning, if you feel lost, I want you to know this, that God has provided a way for you to be able to see. He has given you the light. He gave you the very light of the world. And this is in his son, Jesus. Psalm 119 tells us that God is the light unto your path and the lamp unto your feet. Next, we see that God is also David's salvation. Let's pick up in verse 3. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. In this verse, we see that God is salvation. God will deliver you. Notice how David speaks of his enemies being encamped and they're surrounding him. And even though this is is the case for him, he's not going to fear. Even though there's war and there's strife and there's crisis all around him, he still has confidence. How is this? How is this possible? Because God is his salvation. Do you feel surrounded this morning? Do you lack confidence because you feel like enemies are just everywhere? Every turn that you make, every corner that you go around, there's one more obstacle. Well, let me tell you this, that God has offered a way to take on your fears and in return offer you salvation. God has offered this through his son, Jesus. By sending him to this earth to die on a cross for you, he will take your sin and he offers you salvation. He will save you from all that surrounds you. But not only is God our light and God our salvation through his son Jesus, but he is also our stronghold. And so we're going to jump down to verse 5. Don't worry, we're going to come back to verse 4, but let's take a look at verse 5. It says this, for he will hide me in his shelter in the day of lift me high upon a rock. In this verse, it's reaffirmed for us that God is truly our stronghold. Let me tell you this morning, friend, God will protect you. You see, David is in the day of trouble, but it says that God is his shelter. tells us that God covers him, that he shields him, that he protects him from the storm. And in these very moments, you might be right smack dab in the middle of the storm. And unfortunately, notice with me that this psalm tells us that trouble will come. Trouble is going to come. 
This verse does not say that God will always take away the storm, but that he will protect you in the storm. God may not change your circumstance. He may not take away the storm, but he promises to shelter you, to protect you, to cover you in the storm. So let me ask you this, though. What do you do in the storm? Where do you go in the storm? I don't know about you, but for some reason, when it comes to the storms of our lives, the spiritual storms, the emotional storms, we like to stay outside in the storm. If it were a physical storm, though, if it's raining and thundering and pouring down, there's no way that we would ever stay outside in that storm, but we would run inside, we would seek comfort in our own home that has a roof, that has walls, that protects us from the storm. Yet so often in the storms of our lives, we don't seek shelter. We stay outside getting beaten down. Are you standing outside in the storm this very morning? If so, then I pray that you would seek shelter in Jesus. Jesus is our only protection from the storms of life. You can receive confidence from Jesus who is our stronghold. As we finish up this morning, I want to encourage you with this. I want to look at the last two verses in verse 4 and verse 6 and see what do we do if we, if we know that our situation may not change, then what do we do? Let's read these two verses together. Verse 4, it says this, One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And then jump down to verse 6 with me. It says this, And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. They're still there, but now your head's lifted up above them. And then he says, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Friends, if there's one thing I could want you to remember from this sermon, it's this. Hold on to this this week. Write this down. It's this. Confidence doesn't change your place. It changes your gaze. Confidence doesn't change your place. It changes your gaze. David doesn't dwell on the fact that troubles are surrounding him. He seeks the presence of the Lord. David doesn't focus on what's troubling him. He lifts up his eyes. He lifts up his head, and he gazes at the beauty of the Lord. David doesn't concentrate on all the ways that his life could be easier or better. Instead, he desires to dwell in the house of the Lord forever and to sing praises to God. Confidence doesn't change your place, it changes your gaze. And this, this should be our response in the middle of the storm. Let me go back to the story I started with at the beginning about my son Roman. He sees the ocean for the very first time. He is afraid. He has lost all of his confidence. His eyes are focused on the wind and the waves and the waters crashing all around him and he's paralyzed by fear, and this usually confident little boy is now frightened because of his circumstance. And so I just walk up behind him, and I simply call out his name. And I say, Roman. And he turns around, and he lifts his eyes towards me, his father, and his confidence changed immediately. I believe that God is calling your name. He's calling you to lift your eyes to him. He's calling out to you. 
He's telling you to take your eyes off your situation and your circumstance and your gaze should be focused on him. And so this morning, if you feel lost, if you feel as though you're walking around in the darkness, then recognize that Jesus is light and he wants to illuminate your path. If you feel like you're alone and you're surrounded by enemies and you have no way to be delivered, then recognize that Jesus is your salvation. He will deliver you. Give your life over to Jesus. Or maybe this, mor- this morning you are just in crisis and you feel as though you have been beaten down, then recognize that Jesus will protect you. He will shelter you. He will be your stronghold. The times of trouble will come. The storms will come. But He can and will protect you from the storm. You only need to lift your eyes to Him. Receive the confidence that comes only through Jesus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks for your Son, Jesus. And we lift our eyes to you this morning, asking that you would go before us, that you would light our path, that you would deliver us, God, and that you would protect us. We love you, we trust in you, and we give you great thanks for Jesus and his work on the cross and his resurrection from the grave. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.